Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. Pacific. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Welcome to the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Legero. And I'm Jolton Joe DiMaggio, the famous <laughs> baseball player who married Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> I'm I'm actually now in the eating cookie dough phase of covid wait when i never saw this i've been hiding it from you oh you're hiding the dough <laughs> damn i found some you're like a housewife i love it eating bonbons watching the soaps chomping on cookie you life know, doesn't seem to matter what does eating cookie dough have to do with life not mattering well if life doesn't matter why not have some cookie dough oh man you should put that on a mug <laughs> if life doesn't matter have some cookie dough uh I'm feeling good myself. Got a job. That feels good. Got a new writing job. That's exciting for about, you. About to slide in. I won't tell you what it is yet till that deal, till that ink's dry. <laughs> but it's going to be nice to get back to work because I am feeling the pinch, financial pinching, because I need to buy new things for my RV. Hmm. Well, I guess I'll just watch the kid then. Yeah, I guess. I guess you can go full housewife. Actually, you got the cookie dough going. <laughs> now you can take it to that next level. You know, I could it, do it, it. I could do it. That is the difficult thing about being in a relationship with a successful person. I've never been threatened by your success. Uh, in fact, it's the primary reason that I married you. But um, I will say that it's difficult when one of us gets busy because then the other one just has to kind of deal with everything. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, well, have fun. <laughs> I'll be seeing you in 10 weeks. <laughs> 10 weeks time. I got a 10-week gig coming up. We're headed off this week 
to the beautiful Mount Zion National Park, one of the most beautiful places in all of America. We're going to gr- jump in the RV. And if you're bored, Google the Narrows and you'll see the hiking tr- path that Moshe wants to take me and my daughter on. And that I am pr- proposing that we take our toddler on. It is a dangerous hike with flash flooding. And I thought, <laughs> what better place for a toddler than a hike through a river and, and on unsure footing that I will have her in a backpack. And if a flash flood comes, well, then I guess the riding job will evaporate. And so will my life. I'm excited to go, though. It's going to be good. I got a birthday coming up. I'm getting older. What what can you say about life? I mean, it doesn't matter anymore. Eat that cookie dough. (laughs) You got to eat the cookie dough. Wait, where did you even get cookie dough from? Well, I found it. You found cookie dough? Yeah, like I had it from a while ago, but then I started kind of... You're eating it raw? Yeah. Does it have eggs in it? I don't know. You can't eat cookie dough that isn't meant for eating raw. Oh, really? You get salmonella. And then I'll have to take care of the child. I'm from the Midwest, and we just kind of eat expired dairy things. Oh. (laughs) We have strong stomachs. I'm Jewish, and we have the opposite of strong stomachs. We have (gasps) strong stomach aches. Wait, isn't eating cookie dough a thing? Yeah, but they made cookie dough specifically so that you could eat it without getting salmonella poisoning. It's like in the freezer in like a little tube you know is it pillsbury no it's something else oh okay is it chocolate chip <laughs> yeah okay wait am i gonna get salmonella i don't know it remains to be seen all you right might get a double whammy covid salmonella combo okay well isn't our guest waiting for us in new york yes our guest is waiting for us i don't believe he is in new york but we are going to call a very funny man who's been on a mission lately we're going to talk all about that mission. Oh, and you can also see him on the show I'm doing right now oh, on yeah. HGTV. Uh, Speaking of busy and successful partners. It's called Comedians on Couches. And me and some comedian friends, uh, me and Dan Levy, uh, we make fun of house hunters. And Chris is Red is one of the guests. I think He's his episode's tonight. Regular on SNL. Basically, Natasha, Dan Levy, and a comedian guest Get together and make fun and roast episodes of House Hunters. It's a lot of fun, actually. So last time I talked to Chris, we were on Zoom doing House Hunters, so I would like to check in with him. Let's check in with SNL's Chris Red, the very funny Chris Red. Hello. Chris. Hi, Chris. What's going on? What's up, dude? How are you? I'm good, man. You know, just in Mississippi, surviving. Yeah, you know, when I asked you if you would do the podcast, you said I'm available anytime after 8 p.m. Central Time. <laughs> and I thought, and I don't, yeah. mean, I don't mean to be bigoted here, Chris, but I didn't know that you were allowed to be on SNL if you lived in Central Time. I thought that they would fire you from the cast immediately. <laughs> yeah, see, this is, this, is, this is what's crazy because I snuck out. And the fact that I'm doing this podcast and admitting that I'm left, that's how, that's how much I'm putting on the line for this. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? We, we appreciate that. I got ba- very bad news for you. Lauren is a huge Endless Honeymoon podcast fan. He writes every week. Yeah, it's crazy. I guess I'm just edgy. I'm an edgy guy. You know what I mean? I, I, I make edgy decisions. And <laughs> Wait, so Chris, are you with your family? Yeah, my yeah, I'm I'm with my dad and my mom. That's a, it's a family, I think. And then my 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 brother just got in yesterday. Wait, where'd he come from? Yo, honestly, no one knows. 
so he appears <laughs> a little bit. Like that's kind of his thing. He just kinda... No, uh, he he came from uh, California, so he so he he flew to Memphis and then drove down. I like that you guys are are in in heavy quarantine, but you're introducing a possible weak link by allowing your brother to move in. That's exciting. <laughs> oh, you. Yo, it's it, the energy I had. Um, the energy I have in general. I'm a damaged New Yorker. Like, I, I, I don't trust anybody. I, I saw him in the kitchen, and it took me literally 25 minutes to get close enough to high five ish. <laughs> like, and 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 after I said what's up, my mom was, was like, "He's actually doing better." Like, I'm not standing right there, or like I'm a damaged human being. <laughs> But I, I really feel like the parents who get to have their kids at this time, it must be kind of special for them. Because, like, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's nice to be able to spend that time with your family as an adult. Maybe. Yeah, are you guys bonding? 100%. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. This, this is the longest I've been home uh, since I was a child. So it's like, it's, it's, it's being alongside my parents and seeing what I get from them. Like, mm-hmm. like my mom, I get that work ethic from her you know and uh and the snoring i get from my pop the snoring sure. so, uh, yeah oh yeah is my your man's wood bro hey <laughs> welcome, welcome to my world imagine it wasn't your dad but it was your wife think about that chris chopping wood. <laughs> natasha does she chops teeny little twigs moshe's been making fun of my teeny snoring little, <laughs> little cute twigs every night <laughs> no i'm chopping wood well, but you know too, yo. your mom is a so, snorer so as well like, yeah, so it's like no hope for whoever I love. You know what I mean? Like I'm a I'm a be a I'm a snoring's in my blood. She snores herself awake and then looks around like what? I'm like nigga, you, you actually. Wait, in this scenario, Chris, your parents are asleep. Your your mom snores herself awake, but and you're somehow in the room staring in order to ask, oh. answer her. Well, see, they sleep anywhere. Um, so we'll be in the family room watching a movie. Like my mom likes to take expensive naps. Like she'd be like, yo, let's rent a movie. And I rent a movie on Amazon. And then she falls asleep three minutes in and she wakes up at the end. Like what? Nigga, the nap cost $13. Chris, no disrespect, but I think I might be married to your mom. I don't, you're describing (laughs) Natasha. You're describing every attribute Natasha has. No, Moshe wants to to start a three-hour, like, crime drama at 1130. (laughs) And we have a (laughs) two-year-old. There is a certain type of movie that you definitely gotta, like, watch at that time. But my mom's be so geeked. Like, I don't know what it is. It's like this adrenaline. She's like, let's watch two movies and she'll switch through <laughs> both of them and it's like yo stop suggesting things you can't do i don't understand no it's because they're excited that you're there probably exactly if my if i could know that 100%. my daughter would be with me like when she was like in her 20s like for a year like that would be so cool and also chris probably the last two or three years of your life have been the busiest that you've ever had would you say that's fair Oh, hundred, hundred percent. And before, and before comedy, I was a, I was, uh, I was a real dickhead. <laughs> we didn't get along, but so, so like we, now we get along, and I, I have some sense, and I have a job they believe they can see. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's uh, definitely a different thing now. But it, I, I I appreciate it more, you know what I mean? Because you you get to have those conversations, no matter how tough they are, or and and have just like relate about some shit. Yeah. No. I, I, I Natasha and I were just talking. Uh, recently about like trying to focus on the things about this bizarre time in history that are that are positive you know like connecting deeper with your family like do you guys eat dinner together (laughs) 
Yeah, yo, yeah, that's, I mean, we're Southern, so, like, that's, like, a ritual, yeah, that, that, that's a ritual, you just gotta sit there, and even if you don't have anything to talk about, you're just smacking in front of each other's faces. Uh, <laughs> but I you, like but, that. Yeah, you eat too much, yeah, you end up s- sawing a little bit of wood later on. Chopping wood. Chopping wood, sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to keep up. But speak, Chris, <laughs> speaking of yo, good... I'm laying a lot of... I'm, a lot of lingo on you, man. A lot of lingo. <laughs> it's all red family lingo, though. <laughs> uh, speaking of positive yeah, things... Yeah, it, it actually, you can't use it anywhere. <laughs> speaking of positive things to come out of all this, you're in the middle of, like, an incredibly exciting and successful uh, fundraising e- effort. Before we take our first call, I wanted to see if you could tell us about that and why you even thought about doing it and how successful it's been. Yo, it's 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 crazy. So I, it's the uh, COVID nineteen protest relief fund. I thought about it because I was I was on my way here in, from New York after I spent three and a half months in the house, and I was like, I gotta get out of here. My brain will break. And and I I'm, I'm on the road, and and the protests break out while we're on the road. So we have to reroute a lot of like um, just not to drive around and drive through any cities that might uh, you know threaten my life. So. Uh, I'm, st- I'm I'm feeling bad though because I'm usually in a part of the protest, feet on the ground, like in it. And so I was like, "Damn, I feel bad. I'm not in it. So what can I do?" Well, there's a lot of people. All those bodies, bro. They're gonna we're gonna need some kind of relief. That was literally where it came from. And I was like, "Wait, somebody should do this." And I and I said that for like like five days. And then I was like, "Yo, why don't I just do this?" And and so I put that number up there, like that a 250 goal. Just to, that seemed crazy to me. I didn't think I was gonna hit it, and then two hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, thousand. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, that's you know, this this would be cool just to just to have something to give, and and maybe somebody else with more money will do something bigger, and and you know, uh, uh, it be able to help more people. I could just spark a thing, and then it and then it happened, and like it's like it's like in the first day we made a hundred thousand. I was like, "Oh shit, I got to figure out how to give this away." So then I had to, like, it became like a two and a half week crash course on how to become an activist and organize it. And it was um, so, so intense, but so beautiful and dope. And like being able to connect with a bunch of different organizations and, 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 and leaders that, are, that have been doing this work for years. And, and it's been cool. So now it's just, I, I, it's a, it's a fund that is able to give some relief to organizations that are already kind of doing this. So it's, it's, it's dope. I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of it. The logistics, woof. I'm a comic still, so I like writing jokes over all of that shit. But well, that's what's so inspiring that that you actually like you saw the you saw the opportunity and you're like I'm just gonna do that. Like, what was that step? You had to like go on on GoFundMe and fill out a thing. Yeah, yeah. So I, it's my first GoFundMe, right? So I'm literally like a like an idiot going to GoFundMe. How do I start a GoFundMe? And then I like started it, right? And then I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna just put this right here. And I'm gonna just post about it, and we'll see what happens. And then I just just off posting, like it went crazy, and I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." So let me call an organizer to help me. So I have like literally so many advisors and people who've been doing this, like helping me along. And I was like, "Look, this is my first GoFundMe." I remember the first call I made was this woman who's been doing this uh, this work for like 40 years, and I, and she's like, "Okay, so where are you at right now?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm at 150." She's like, "Okay, 150 dollars is cool." I'm like, "Oh, no, no." Hundred fifty thousand. She's like, "What? How long have you been doing this?" And I was like, "A, a day." Uh, it's my first GoFundMe help. But then <laughs> and, you have uh, to figure out how to legally get that money to the, 
you know, to the people who are yeah. getting bailed out. Yeah, like, right. You have to get the money dispersed. Like, and also, what were all those um, DMs that you sent me of like that, the new Rolexes that you got? That was a little confusing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so, so the, I, I love that you snitched on me. Um, <laughs> see, those were, those were separate things. Oh, separate honestly. Rolexes. It, yeah, yeah. It was a separate thing altogether. Like, it has nothing to do with the, the, the fund. I just like Rolexes <laughs> and buying them um, sporadically. The timing was strange um, is all I'm saying, Chris. No, so what? Yeah, yeah what? no, I can see. I can see. How that's yeah, I can see how that's true. Wait, but, so what do you do? Like, do, do you just give the money then to organizations that are that are doing direct action essentially, and you kind of step out of the middle? So I thought I wanted to be a, a non not for profit, but then it was like, all right, that that process kind of takes too long to get the money to the people, and that was like my biggest thing was getting the money directly to who needed it, regardless of if you have insurance or whatever it is. So I was like, all right, so what I need to what do I need to be? It's a mutual aid fund. So I, that, that's essentially what I created. And what I did was I, I, uh, I, I built a network of different organizers across the nation that, that would have access to this fund. And so they would be able to vet the people, get them in, and, and people from anywhere could just go through that organization, sign up, get this money, and we can turn that money around like in a day. So that's what we've been setting up. And I'm like, because that's because that's kind of what I was doing with funds all the time. Anyway, I was like um, with the Minnesota fund, uh, who I think I think needs to like, <laughs> I think they're like in question for like thirty five million dollars. But <laughs> uh, I, I was like, I, I want to be able to get the money to people as fast as possible. So that's what that's kind of what I created now. And I had to build a whole board of people to like review stuff. And that's so crazy. <laughs> and I got like a. a, a it's it's it was it's wild bro no but you know what's um, really inspirational about it chris is like that feeling that you were describing like it not everybody relates to the idea that you're like on the road but everybody can kind of relate a little bit to the idea of like seeing these gigantic historical movements happening and you're stuck at home quarantining or like not comfortable maybe going out on the line and protesting or scared of police stuff or just scared of covid period and like that feeling of like shit. I wish I could do something, but I don't know what the fuck to do. And then that that the the, the separation between the idea and the action is like it's just one little step. And it's like uh, the fact that you took it and used your platform to such success is like super inspirational, man. I'm really I, I, I'm impressed, dude. No, I I I appreciate that, man. You know, it, it it's also like this fight for uh, what we're fighting for for injustice is it's several different phases. Right. And like my dad is high risk. So turning around mid trip and going back to New York and protesting wasn't an option. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't, I had been tested a, a bunch of times and I was like, not going to bring that to my pop. So I was like, what can I do? And so it's, it's kind of, that's where we're at. We're in a, we're, we're in a stage of innovation and, 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 and studying and like looking inward and like looking out and seeing what we can do to add and, and where we can fight. Cause some people are immune compromised. So it's like, all right, cool what can you do then? Like th- there are other ways to fight this and, and we just got to keep that, that, that put on the gas on all different, all different levels. There's, there's going to be people outside fighting, but there's also going to be us fighting over here, over there, you know, and I'm just trying to build another little lane so people can feel like they have something that, that they can contribute to something without feeling useless. If they, if they are in that state of like not knowing what to do. No, exactly. That's a popular feeling. Yeah, and it's everybody has that feeling, and obviously not everybody's going to be able to raise two hundred fifty grand plus. But it's like everybody can do something. You know, I started texting my friends, going like, you know, well, what, if I didn't want to go out and protest directly, what would I, what would I do? And like, I, I would text one guy, and he'd be like, well, 
I'm stumping for this particular city councilwoman that's that's in a runoff, and she's super, you know, ag- aggressive about combating homelessness in a, in a progressive way that hasn't been approached before. You could text bank for her, or you could make up right. some sanit- sanit- uh, sanitary kits for uh, homeless people and just drop them off it, where, where you know in, ho- in homeless encampments, or you could make some little hand sanitizer for people that are out in protest. So the point is like. If you're out there and you're not comfortable getting on the front line, like you don't have to raise two hundred fifty thousand, but you can find a way to get active. And if you don't have money to donate, you don't have to do- donate. You can you can find a way to uh, to yeah, like you say, kind petitions of su- support. Are free. The, what's that? Petitions are free as hell. I said signing a petition is free as fuck. Yeah, right. It's like there's yeah, there's so there's so many things. Yeah, like like to your point, there's so many things you can do. Yo, I mean, I, I had a, I had a friend of mine. She was like, "I'm gonna make masks for people," and then she started sewing. And she's like, "I hate sewing. I'm not gonna do that." <laughs> <laughs> but she, but she did sign a bunch of petitions, and she gets the word out there. And she, and you know, and and just just figuring out how to like uh, communicate the 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 need because people just need fucking help understanding. I guess that people matter, and which is crazy. Uh, but it's like we're, that's the conversation we're having right now, and. It's, and the more people having that conversation, the better. Well, speaking of that, um, this is an advice podcast, so we have a few calls that we were we were going to have people call in. Oh, they have some questions. Oh, yeah. yeah, maybe we can make a direct difference in these people's lives, Chris. <laughs> we don't all have $250,000 to disperse. Let's just disperse some nuggets of wisdom. Okay, let's call Angie in Chicago. And Chris, you be as uh, you could be as roasty or as uh, or as wise as you want when we make these calls. So make fun or or give great advice. It's up to you, really. Let's call Angie. Oh, this is fun. This is this is fun right here. I like this. Hello. I feel like a prank call. <laughs> Angie. <laughs> Yes, hi, it's me. Hi, it's Moshe Kasher, Natasha Legero, and our friend hi. Chris Red on the phone. Oh wow! Oh my god! How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. Good. What's how's Chicago? It's good. It's warm. It's not cold, so we can't complain. How's your quarantine? Have they lifted hey. restrictions? <laughs> I'm, I'm from Chicago. That's why I did that. <laughs> oh, did you guys want to do some Chicago stuff before we get into the call? <laughs> No, no, I did it. I did you did it, it already. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Chris, are we allowed to do it too? Just because she's in Chicago and you're from there? I'm from Chicago. Oh, great. Well, let's let's do it. Hey, yeah. wait, Natasha. Hey. Hey. hey, we did hey. it. Y'all sound like y'all calling the cab, yo. That's crazy. <laughs> so, Angie, why did you uh, why did you contact us? Well, how can we help you? Okay, so um, actually, from 27. And I'm still a virgin, and hey. I'm wondering. <laughs> hey, amen. Be blessed. That's not how I feel about it, but uh, <laughs> you're not feeling so, blessed. <laughs> I'm not feeling blessed at all. I'm feeling cursed, actually. <laughs> Twenty-seven. But, that's not that bad. But. It's not. You're on the cusp of it being that bad, Angie. It's it's still exactly. So, you're in the acceptable scale, but you're really close to the edge. Okay. Exactly. Well, so I'm trying to beat it. All right. Okay. Good. Beautiful. <laughs> well, then, fuck. I think that's the thing. Uh, anyway, huh? Oh, sorry. So I was well, wondering. Let, yeah, like, let's hear the whole thing. Okay. So I was wondering um, 
advice to like, you know, maybe just get into a casual relationship and lose it that way? Or should I like, get like a more serious relationship, like with a boyfriend and then do it then? Because I find it there's sort of like a pressure on dating apps to be like, to kind of say what your deal is. But I don't really know how we'll react if like someone just like, you know, takes off their clothes in front of me and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Mm. So mm. it's, I'm wondering like, and it's, makes dating kind of stressful and feeling like I just can't have fun because I have to kind of explain my deal and what I want. And if I say what my deal is, it might scare people off. Right. Oh, this is a good one, Angie. Thank you. Have Thank you ever you. watched no any, any porn, Angie? Yes, I have. And actually, y'all are like, what kind this. of porn? Actually, <laughs> well, actually, like audio porn. Oh, really? Like, I an episode about that. <laughs> wait, wait, audio porn? Like, like an audio book? Like, <laughs> well, you could get like a, I mean, it's like you can like go on websites and like guys are like pretending like they're with you and they say what they're going to do or like, you know, tell you what, yeah. You know, Angie, what's so funny is that you pick the one kind of porn that can't really help you learn what you need to do during the sexual <laughs> act. It's like, there's no visual aid at all. You're just like, well, he says he put it in, but put what in where? Where does he go? <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I'm like, yeah, anything more clear. What's that, Chris? I said you, you. It's a bunch of pretending. You, you, you need, you need visual aid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, Chris, what do you think, man? What do you think? So, wait, I have a couple questions first before anybody weighs in. Angie, you're not religious, I'm assuming, correct? Well, I technically I am Catholic. Okay. Hey. But, but I, hey, <laughs> but I am more. <laughs> and I am more. Spiritual though, like I still have like some like clinging to it because of family, but like I don't really believe that like God cares. Okay, and so when, on it. when you lose your virginity, is it something that's important to you, like that it's a special moment? Do you? Yes, I see. That's the thing. I wonder if that's the problem. Like I think maybe it might be because it'll be my first time, and I want it to be with someone that I can trust, and I don't want to like do it with like a loser and then like i mean I don't know, I'm, I'm a like sensitive person like my friend meets a new person i get jealous imagine if like i speak with a guy and i'm like well, you don't want to call me back and right. then i might freak out so well, i don't know all right okay okay I, I think you need to stop worrying about what kind of relationship you get in and and just how you how you feel about it like like i don't know i just feel like you have to just get in your head that it's okay that you're a virgin and if you do meet a guy that you like and you think you want to have sex with him because it's not going to be every guy you go on a date with then you know maybe you end up telling him and you can say I totally understand if this if that scares you and if it does maybe next time you don't say it I don't know I mean but I just think you just have to like not feel less than because of it and just kind of own your sexuality and if someone's worth it then maybe you know worth your time and you know, you're not going to like cringe every time you think of your first time then. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Yeah, that's, 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 that's a smart, responsible, dope answer. And I back, and I back that up all the way. <laughs> also, a lot of guys suck. So the chances of you getting a loser is high. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel like you definitely know when you, when you get there, like you have to put yourself out there in order to like, know what you're going to feel always go with your gut you know and and it's really easy to fuck um these days uh so <laughs> i feel like you could easily set it up and 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 put just you know put yourself in a situation that you trust and 
and and and date them and, and be real. Honestly, people, this is the best time to date because you can be so fucking real with, with people right now, and it's actually preferred. Uh, mm-hmm. you'll, That's you'll so true. You'll find somebody out there. That's you know so what I mean? true. You'll find Chris. somebody out there that you can bond with. That's so true that right now, Angie, you're in this uh, like awesome power position where you can't really meet up with people in person without like really ex- uh, discussing stuff. So everybody that would be Hell scared yeah. away by your uh, Scarlet V <laughs> will 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 be gone by the time you guys even get to even get to meeting up with each other. You, everybody you talk to will be over an, an app for an extended chat. So you'll be able to figure out who's going to be freaked out by that. And I have a homework assignment for you. Um, go, on, go on to YouPorn for uh, five minutes a day mm. and uh, just check out some of the visuals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Easy. Type in porn. Just, just, just type in porn in general yeah, and porn. just watch video. Yeah, yeah, Angie, you're at the level where your porn search word should be porn. Yeah. Okay, no, I've seen, no, guys, I've, I've seen actual porn. I, just, I prefer not to because sometimes it's just a little bit too much. I hear you. Well, look, I'm a man <laughs> of two minds about this, Angie. My my one instinct is that what Natasha said is right. Like, here's what I think. Like, sometimes old virgins like yourself, um, there there becomes this thing where like they're regular virgins when they're young. But then it doesn't happen for such a long time that the virginity becomes a bigger topic than your, than your sexuality. It's like your sexuality takes backseat to the fact that every sexual possible encounter is a, a theoretical loss of your virginity. And it becomes this bigger and bigger kind of monolithic thing, which is why I asked if you were religious. Because if you're religious, I say... Oh, okay, follow your religious beliefs. You know, don't lose your virginity until you're you're married or whatever. But since you're not in that situation, my advice would be to like lessen, just forget about the fact. I know it's easier said than done, but try to forget about the fact that the, every person you might fuck is going to be the first person you have fucked and the person who will take your virginity and a memory that you'll have for the rest of your life. Because the reality is, all of us. Um, all of us kind of cool winners that were, you know, smashing guts when we were like 12 and 13, you know, people like me, kind of kind of cool cool guys that lost their virginity really young. It was awkward. It's it's au- 99% of virginity loss is terrible. I mean, it's just Yeah, I cried. You cried? For yeah. no reason. Yeah, it's I just mean. like it's never good. And so, dude, I I I I I thought I overthought my shit soft, nigga. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, what happened? I was like, I'm singing a lot. I'm a child. And you, it was your first time, Chris, so you didn't know if you were permanently defective. You might be like, oh, I guess. Yeah, I was like, I think my dick broke. I think it's broken. I don't know. So I like Natasha's advice to just like, go easy on yourself. Get out there and combine it with Chris's advice, which is just like, you can talk to people and be really open and just say like, look, I've never done this before. And so I'm a little nervous about it, but I'm also not that precious about it. So, you know, I'm interested. My other idea is if you want to go buck wild, which I kind of like this idea, you know, find somebody like an older, like hot older guy who's into it. He'll probably be a creep. He'll probably be real creepy, but he'll probably be good. <laughs> like, like that would be at, at least if you found someone that was talented at sex, it would at least be a little bit better than just fucking some other awkward person who doesn't know what they're doing. Find some champ out there who's just like the the uh, Jose Cuervo guy who'll just like lay you down yeah. and pour tequila all over you and, and just make it a night to remember. And then after you lose your virginity, you'll realize that sex is more about your body and your feelings than it is about being in your head. Right. Right. 
right? Chris, um, Chris also, still hasn't like figured that out. Don't let your family dictate it for you because your family's not going to be there when you have sex. <laughs> they shouldn't be. <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're not. And, okay, well, I think we helped you. Yeah, well, Angie, wait, what are you going to do? I, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, so I guess from what I hear, I just, like, meet a guy, just talk, just act normally, don't, don't mention it. Well, definitely don't mention it at some point. Don't mention it until you're kissing. Right. Right. Okay. okay uh, actually, another another note. Um, I haven't kissed before. Angie. <laughs> Angie. 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 You're burying the lead here. I'm sorry. Wait, oh, okay. Wait. Like. Oh, okay. Whoa. What? <laughs> I take back a lot of my advice. I think we need to start start a basic. I think you need to just have a frosty right, so, with a man, so, maybe. <laughs> what, a what? Have a social so distance frosty. Yeah, root right? your float or something like that. <laughs> Probably. I mean, here's the thing. You're very inexperienced. You're 27. You just have to get out there and date. Put yourself out there. If you're not afraid of internet dating, just start going. Don't worry about like how it's all going to go down. Just put yourself out there as someone who wants to meet someone because that's what you want. Why do you think you've never kissed anybody? Well, ten. Well, okay. So I, I have uh, when I did like a play, and it was like, a <laughs> okay. gay guy. <laughs> okay, no, I don't but think... um, and then yeah, and then you know, I guess once when I was a kid, we played house, and I kissed him, but that was it. That, that doesn't really count. But I think I'm just very did careful and like grew up in a bomb not... shelter. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they only let you out for plays. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you would love role playing. I feel like you should just role play. You should dress up as a superhero and go out outside and live a and live a full ass life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Does that makes sense. That's true because you Cause are... I feel like you like to be in a role to like differentiate yourself. So dress up as like Superwoman and go outside and be like, "Hey, you with the dick over there, come here, get over know? here." And then... I... <laughs> And break it down. Yeah, you I know, can play a hoe. And, yeah, well, you you probably aren't going to be able to uh, play a hoe. <laughs> I, I think the saying yeah, is no, no, you no, can't you're not gonna be that good yet. I like, think the <laughs> saying is. Do you ever heard the old saying? You can't turn a housewife into a hoe. <laughs> I, <think that's> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to think. 27. You've never kissed. I'm starting to think, guys. Tell me if you think I'm out, out of line here. I'm starting to think that you should maybe go on to like a, onto like a. Uh, a casual, like a, a fetish website, like a fet life type of situation, and find someone to and just say, like, I want to get this out of the way. I, I'm a virgin. I really am, and I want I want to do this. I'm starting to think casual is maybe the the secret for you because at 27 with no kissing, it's starting to feel like <laughs> it. There's a some kind of barrier that you've built between you and your sexuality. And, and and can I just make one quick point? Don't tell the guys you've never kissed before. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, I, yeah I've never... I've you never have, so just, you're yeah. not lying. Oh, right, you, yeah. You also some... pick the weirdest one. Also pick the guy that, like, dresses like a dog so that <laughs> even if it's bad, you're like, fuck that guy. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's a... You. This is for you. Oh, that's a great idea, Chris. You're saying find the weirdest dude so that you can be like, actually... He's the he's the pathetic motherfucker here. I'm not. I, I, I'm the alpha around here. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You find you a loser, and you get and you get right, girl. I, I think so. <laughs> Casual. Hey, what was the play that you kissed someone in? 
so it was like a weird like improvised production where it, where like I played this guy's mom. Oh my god! Was, like, it was like an Oedipus complex. Oh no! The f- <laughs> the, o- the only time you ever kissed somebody was in an improv scene where she was the the person's mom. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh, 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 oh Angie, Angie, Angie. Hey, hey, hey! I'm crying. Okay, no, don't cry, Angie. Angie, <laughs> no, will you crying. tell us? Will you tell us when and if you lose your virginity? By the way, when I give you this advice to find somebody casual, make sure that you're safe. There are dangerous people out there. Meet the person for coffee first. Vet them. Make sure that they're a safe human being. Take- but you owe nobody an, an explanation that you're a virgin before you're like intimate with them. Right. And if you've never kissed them, anybody, the odds are they'll figure it out without you even telling them. They'll be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good luck, honey. Good luck, Angie. Thank you so much, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Yo. She kind of dropped the bomb on that us. That was crazy. <laughs> I mean, how are you going to bury the lead? It was like... I was picturing her giving blowjobs in cars for the last decade, and then she's like, "No, I've never, <laughs> I've never even kissed a man." Wow, that was a wild one. Well, sometimes people have circumstances where they're not socialized in that way. I guess totally. Or... That's true. Wow, that's crazy. How old were you, Natasha? Oh, I, I was trying to have sex at like fourteen. Right. What about you, Chris? Fifteen. <laughs> man, I was, I was, I was on top of girls when I was twelve. Consensually. <laughs> Why you gotta say it like that? I didn't that? know what I was doing. Why you gotta say it I, like that? I said, I said it the weirdest way I could possibly say it. I've been on top of girls since I was like, What does that mean? That's what it's like. That was so weird, said, though. I, yeah, I, she seemed so charming, didn't she? She was like nice and she had a gregarious personality. Yeah. And- how? How? how oh, Angie, call us back when you lose your virginity. Well, we, we I think what happens is when you start reaching college age, like 23, and it doesn't happen, then the years just start adding up. Yeah, right. Like fast. I, that's right. It's, especially if you're like studying or focusing on, you know, whatever. And like I said, the, non, the non-experience becomes a bigger factor than your actual sexuality. So every encounter with a man is like... Yeah. It's exactly what you're talking about, Chris. When you overthink it and and you and you lose and you you lose your erection, it's the same process. It's like you lose your uh, sexual mental erection when you're in that phase. You go like, I can't flirt with this dude because what if he's going to be the one that is going to figure out that I'm such an idiot that I've never even kissed somebody? The whole thing becomes like this mess. Oof. Yeah, exactly. And you're like you're like holding yourself back. It's like bro, you get get out of your own way because. She sounds like she's ready to do a lot of shit out here in these streets. Out here in these out here in these improv scene streets. <laughs> oh my god! The worst. That's why she didn't kiss the guy because she kissed the improviser and she's like, "Ew." <laughs> um, should we yeah, do another no call? And. Yeah, let- <laughs> no and. No and. That's funny, Chris, because I always say that like improvisers and stand ups are different because improvisers always say yes and and stand-up comics always say no and oh that's interesting i feel <laughs> yeah. like we're just like more <laughs> negative by nature yeah <laughs> more real i like yeah, that that's dope. we're gonna call a guy named guy in tel aviv israel holy shit let's go i'm gonna now i get to say hey <laughs> Hello? Hello, guy. Dan. Guy, Mashlumcha, Zemoshe. 
זה משה קשר ו... ונטשה לג'רו וחבר שלנו, קריס רד, מסאטרדי נייט לייב. סאטרדי... Uh, guy, are you... What are you doing in the morning? Why, why are you up so early, fam? What, what, what's going on out there? <laughs> you, you don't have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Um, <laughs> I, I... Tell, tell us about how, what's going on in Israel right now. Yeah, what's the quarantine situation like in Israel? Uh, we've been out of quarantine for some, like, a good amount of time now. And they're kind of slipping because uh, the schools keep having outbreaks, especially in the religious areas. The schools? Like for, for kids? Yeah. No. So they keep trying to go back to normal, and then, you know, they'll have a little outbreak with the middle school kids. And so, so kids are getting it in, in Israel? I haven't heard that. Well, I mean... No, okay. no, no. no not, the kids aren't really getting it, but the, the schools are causing outbreaks. Crazy. And what... what are you American? Yeah. Guy, are you American? What are you doing in Israel? Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, spend most of my life in the States, and then moved here, like... Uh, just under two years ago. Okay. So tell us, why did you contact us? How can we help you? Um, so the, the general idea is I'm, I'm dating a few people, and I wanted some advice as far as, like, when someone says they want space, or let's say you just had a date, or they just slept over, you know, how long you should wait before messaging them again, or, you know, feeling out if they, if they want to continue speaking. Speaking. <laughs> wait, wait. Are you dating them, or are you are you just are you in conversation with them? Dating, like you know, like if you hooked up or slept with them, what's the next move? Okay, so if you, so so do do they know about each other or no? Yeah, I mean, so usually they'll say something like, oh, "I don't want to hear details," but I'm I'm always open if I'm dating a few people. So uh, they're aware. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, I don't want to hear details, and you're like, I'm gonna just be open though. So just so you're aware, here here are a few details. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be. Okay, okay. Or, yeah. Go ahead, Chris. So it, okay, if if you if you if you if you're dating and y'all are clear what's going on, then you hit them up when you hit them up. You hit anybody up that you're talking to, right? Like there shouldn't be a a game in which you have to guess when you're going to hit somebody up. Also, if you're dating a few people, there should be a natural gap of like when you talk to somebody because it's a few people, right? How do you juggle? Do you just throw all the balls up at once and just let it fall on you? I don't know. <laughs> like so far, um, you know, it hasn't been so much of an issue to juggle. You know, people are super busy. Like one of them's a lawyer and works so like, midnight 1 a.m all right guy all right stop bragging stop bragging we got it they're 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 high class wait so i don't it sounds like guys kind of getting blown off a little bit and he's like wondering if he should keep that's yeah that's a part of it for sure so you're basically going out with a couple of it it complicates matters because you have so many guys so so very very many but it's that what's the actual number yeah yeah what is the number no no it's i mean it changes like right now i'm I'm 
probably seeing three people, but it, you know, it changes. Sometimes there's none. Sometimes there's one or two. And how but, often are you, you know, getting the? I keep options. How often are you getting the? I just need a little space. Question. Um. Usually after we sleep with each other. Okay, know? let's get into uh, that. Oh, so the sex is wet. So that's the issue here. So that happens to you a lot, guy? Uh, it's usually like 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 if I go out with someone, then they don't want you messaging like that evening, you know, or uh, the next day. Like, so like I know I have to keep some kind of like cushion, some kind of barrier, like. But I'm I'm very uh, long-winded, so I just tend to want to message someone like right away, you know, and like say, "Oh, it was a good date," you know, something see, stupid. See, I'm kind of like into what Chris was saying, which is that anytime you're trying to like, do we lose him? Chris, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Uh, Damn we, it, we lost did we guy. Lose him? Yeah, we'll get him again. Although he scares me a little bit. I'll be honest; he he <laughs> frightens me slightly. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Guy, 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 guy. Okay, there you are. Yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah. so I was what I was asking. What I was asking was, um, was you're you're going out with all these girls? Oh, I'm sorry. That's what I was saying. I like what Chris was saying, which is that you should never be trying to figure out some kind of like system. Like dating is not a system. It's human beings connecting and talking to each other. Like I hate that idea. Like, do forty? Is it forty eight hours? Am I? Am I a simp if I'm if I'm in the 36 <laughs> hour zone? Then she's gonna think I'm a sucker. It's just that's like, what the rules are all about. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah, the rules and then also the game. So the rules for women, the game for men. All like you that- can never accept a Friday dinner invitation on Thursday. It has to be like before Wednesday. Right. It's so <laughs> that shit is dumb. so corny. It's so <laughs> corny. And it's for people that don't have game, who don't know how to interact with with the opposite sex, so they want like a sit they want someone else. it's a lot like religion. It's like don't know how to interact with the world, so mm-hmm. you want something external to tell you, oh here's how you do it. But <laughs> but I my experience is that tell me Natasha if you agree. Most women would like a follow-up the next day after sex. Just a small follow-up. Hey, that was nice. Let's hang out again sometime. Yes, you're correct. Guy, is that what you do? Or do you go, I think I fell in love with you last night. I'm sorry about the premature ejaculation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Definitely not anything extreme like either of those things. But uh, yeah, like I might message them the same night. And I guess uh, you gotta wait until the next day. It seems. What, do they never spend the night? Uh, no, it depends. Really, it depends on the situation. Is there one that well, you okay, want to? Guy, st- yeah, go ahead, Chris. Guy, you said that you're long-winded. When you message them, how many words are how involved ma- in this message? How much wind? <laughs> how much wind? How much wind are we talking? <laughs> are we talking a tornado? Are we talking? <laughs> yeah. It can be, it can be, especially if we were talking about something heated, you know, if we, if we talked about something uh, that I can rant about, then yeah. So wait a minute. Okay, I'm confused. You guys will go out, you're in Israel, so you'll, you'll go out, you'll you'll spend the evening arguing about Israeli-Palestinian politics, you'll you'll fuck, and then the next day you'll finish your argument via text? Is that <laughs> something like that? Yeah, well, it can be like that, Yeah. <laughs> I okay okay interesting I I think you know what I think guy listening to you I'm a little confused by you I'll be honest but I think maybe like maybe you I don't usually advise people like this 
but maybe you should try dating less people. Try. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Yeah, like try forging connections with people before you hook up with them. You're distracted by like multitudes of people and then keeping track of your communication with them and then seeing if they like you because you like to really communicate with people. Maybe it would be better for you for a while to be like, let me find somebody I'm actually interested in. Who we have a connection with, who doesn't make me feel self-conscious every time I text them. Right. You know, nice sex yeah. or whatever you say. Nice sex. Yeah, you sound like a guy who like who like starts a fist fight with one person and then starts another fist fight with three more people and wonders why they can't win any fights. It's like, dude, fight one person. You don't even know how good you are yet. Fight right. one person. That's that's a great analogy, Chris. It's like, yeah, it's, it it sounds so scattershot. That you don't even know if it's the sex or if it's your personality or if it's the argument or it's how long your text uh, I, is. I know it's not the sex. Okay, guys. <laughs> okay, guys. Oh, guys. That's what all guys say. Guy, your name is Guy. Your parents <laughs> just named you after the first thing they saw when they saw you. That's crazy. No. Okay. So fine. You're you're a fuck. Cha- you're the fuck champ of Tel Aviv. But you don't. Fuck the, machine. Yeah. But like, I, I mean. I think that's my advice. Do you, are you adver- adverse to the idea of like slowing down a little bit and trying to find a connection? With- I'm not saying find a wife or even a girlfriend. Oh no, not at all. Yeah, no, I definitely th- not. I just i I feel like sometimes um, you know that that thing happens where like when uh, the grass is always greener on the other side. Like when you want someone more, then they go away, and then we're kind of like less into them, and they're more into you. So like. Sure. You know, it's like, and that's th- when I'm into someone, I want to message them, and then I realize, like, oh, I can't because it's pushing them away if I do that. Well, let me tell you, my feeling is that when you're when you're in a relationship with someone who you don't trust and you don't really know, and by the way, I, I mean, I, I there's nobody that was more guy than Moshe back in the day. I was I was constantly dating f- five people at a time and 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 constantly having like very superficial relationships, right? But when you're in, I've been that dude too. I've yeah. Been that dude. And when you're in those kinds of relationships, you're always like I don't really even know this person that I'm that I'm fucking. So like so yeah, like if you like that kind of thing, if your only goal is to get laid, then I would say continue the way it is, but it sounds like you're feeling slightly self-conscious. So for a for a person that wants to know whether or not they can communicate with someone, it's very easy to figure out the rules of communication when you have a, a, a connection with that person. It, because you like them and they like you, it's very natural and easy. When you're in a relationship with four different women, none of whom you, you like you or you don't know if they like you and you don't know if you like them back, then of course you're going to be like, what do I do? How do I talk to this person? I think slow down. Try Try one woman see if you like them then sleep with them after you figure out you guys have a mutual connection then everything will flow like the jordan river yeah oh nice one <laughs> also you could be just a bad debater too so. <laughs> that's true <laughs> you, you might be a little full on but it's probably it, it's probably more All right, well, said, uh, if i'm a... <laughs> Is that? Do you have any more questions <laughs> natasha even uh, natasha uh, doesn't no, want well, to talk just... to you <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just gonna say, you know, with, with one of, with one of them, um, I think she wanted to uh, have sex, and then I like put it off for that exact reason. I was like, you know, we should wait, we should figure things out. You know, the next day she's super intimate, like acting like a, a girlfriend, and then that evening I messaged her, and it was like, no, I need some space. You know, even though the same morning, like she was super 
intimate and touchy and right. you know, cooking with me and right. So my ex- whatnot. I would say this. How how old are you, by the way, guy? Twenty eight. Uh, my experience with dating is that it is it's messy because you're trying to meld two different personalities into like a third thing, which is your a relationship, and it's like it doesn't work in a clean way. That's why I always think these ideas of rules are so stupid because it, there's no system when you can conquer all of the people you're going to encounter psychologically. The system doesn't work. It breaks down when you meet people that aren't that don't follow the rules they're supposed to in this system. So it's like so yeah, you had an example of when you tried to do it quote unquote the right way and it backfired and they she wanted space, but that's going to happen 10,000 times until it doesn't happen and then that'll be the person with whom it'll be very easy to communicate cuz you seem you seem um like this stuff is affecting you. Like I said, if you were just a player and you're like I don't give a fuck if they want space, I wanted space too. That would be one thing. But it sounds like you're a little bit, it's affecting you. And so that's why I think like just slow it all down. So everything down. Stop judging yourself. Stop judging the person and just experience what's happening. Don't try to game theory what will happen. All right. We have to go. <laughs> Natasha wants to okay. go. Um, Moshe, I'd love to hear uh, Hound Tall with uh People talking about conspiracy theories of the year. Okay, I and, love. Uh, just want to say I love you all. I love you too. I like that you're shouting out uh, old podcasts of mine too. I love that. What's your favorite conspiracy theory, really quick? <laughs> oh my god, the whole microchipping thing drives me crazy as a programmer. I just don't understand how it makes sense to, to anyone. <laughs> the, oh, the Bill Gates thing, <laughs> like the vaccine microchipping. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because right. autism wasn't a good enough lie, so they they went with microchipping now. Microchipping through a vaccine, it does seem pretty difficult to be able to pull that off. Uh, what is the idea that they yeah, want? like a like a microchip moving through your blood forever doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me either. And, and the idea is they want to yeah, get... they spend a lot of money on that. Well, the other funny they idea... want to they want to be able to know who's sick, the, the, and they also want to be able to just track everything. All these people are like, I'm not going to let Bill Gates track all of my my viewing and spending habits. It's like, bitch, you got an iPhone. They're already <laughs> doing that. They, they, they already got exactly, it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Well, all right. I will consider what you're... If I bring Houndtall back, I will consider it. I appreciate you uh, contacting us, Guy. Go have a lovely day in the sun in Tel Aviv. Go go surf the Mediterranean for me. Yeah, for sure. With one girl. With one girl. <laughs> <laughs> one girl, one board, one guy. <laughs> Good policy. All right. Thanks for right. calling. I love Bye-bye. you all. JoJo2020. Thank you. Bye-bye. Speak with all later. Okay. Bye. JoJo2020, that's what we're saying? I don't know. Did he say... What is JoJo... What was- that was a lot. That Wait, was a lot of signs. Joe Biden. Jojo. Oh, I think it is Joe Biden. Jojo twenty twenty. I think he meant Joe Biden twenty twenty. I like Interesting. it. Interesting. Jojo. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah, Jojo. I'm like, wow. He knows him personally. Like, is he is, is he like a nephew? I don't understand. Is that his nickname? I mean, unfortunately, he's Jojo twenty twenty is our only hope. I know, and it it's not yeah, it's not true. much. Um, Chris. <laughs> Chris, you're so good at advice. I I feel like you're you're. Your parents taught you well. And... Yeah, they taught you to snore, and they taught you wisdom. <laughs> and I'm so glad you get to be yeah. with them. Dude, this was so much fun. You guys do this all the time. <laughs> I want to come back and do this. Oh, we'll have you <laughs> back. So great. Oh, we'll have you back. Chris, I honestly, um, 
I, 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 not to make things serious because you were so funny, but I honestly like, I am truly inspired and like, uh, much, much respect for having an idea. So many people in the world have an idea of how to help and then uh, just don't. That moment where you skip I, from like the idea and then I'm always like, oh yeah, I should do that. And, and then, then you flip on your PlayStation 4 and you yeah. just, you're a month later and you're like, oh, I had an idea. What is that called? What is that thing? That- an inflection point maybe <laughs> is what they call it. But anyway. It, 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 <laughs> we should ask him. He has it. Yeah, right? you, yeah Chris, what is it? I, I No, it, it's, I've I, I just got the realization point like that the realization moment where you just like oh just take it upon yourself but you have to have that clarity right and taking a just taking a step like stop talking yourself out of why you can't and just fucking try most of the time you can and it's such a simple thing but we do it all the time i've done it to myself with this idea alone and many others it's like uh, learning is kind of got your own way I, I, I would have given up at the first like thing I had to print out. <laughs> she would have gone to the, the GoFundMe site and been like, ah, no, nah, actually, this is too much. Well, what do they say? I can't, I can't think of a logo. Fuck <laughs> this. This is what do they say? Actually, in 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 the, I think it's from the Talmud or a, a famous rabbi said, uh, "If not now, when? If not me, who?" Right. So I think uh, right. I respect honestly for for doing that, and uh, it's kind of inspirational. On it. I'm gonna go figure out something that I can do. Oh, thanks, man. Yes, I mean, this a lot a lot of bullshit's gonna happen for a long time. So there's gonna be many w- ways to innovate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there'll be there'll be plenty of things to look at and go. That's fucked up for a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I think if everybody would start there, we could be good. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the, so true. If everybody had an inspiration point and listened to it, probably the world would change. So anyway, thank you for doing that, Chris, and thanks for coming on the show. I'm, I miss seeing you around, and uh, you're, you're the best. Congrats on the House Hunters hey, episode. Man. That was so funny. Oh, yeah. Dude, thank you so much. That House Hunters episode was so fun, and uh, people were like, hey, I test drive bathtubs, and I'm like, all right, white people. We don't do that. That's the thing we do. Uh, dude, oh. Thank y'all so much for having me, man. I love each... Both of y'all, y'all are fucking beast comics and just a dope-ass couple. And I don't say that about a lot of comic couples because oh, you. you know why. Well, tell me the ones <laughs> that you dislike the most. No, we'll do that next time you come on the show. Chris, thank you again, man. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye, Chris. Well, Tosh, that was a sweet call, a sweet, a sweet little situation we had. Chris is an inspiration. You're an inspiration. I'm feeling really good. I'm glad I have this podcast. I'm glad we called Israel. I'm glad we called Angie. I just, uh, you know what I'm feeling right now? Huh? A lot of love. Specifically? Yeah. I love you. I love you too.